0: Welcome to the Born and Raised audio experience, presented by Onyx. The times are We gotta go. Oh, my,
1: my, my. Yes. oh, okay. Welcome back to another episode, Born and Raised audio experience, brought to you by Onyx, huh, guys? um yeah so let me set the scene for you real quick we are sitting in a hotel room in enterprise oregon big city good size city you guys can't talk it's huge, huge city
2: uh, super huge. nice hotel <laughs> everything you can I think we're
0: talking about rolling right in there to the size of the portland here real soon yeah there you go there you go so uh with me today
1: is is um greg pfeiffer main man you'll uh probably recognize him from the bear hunt if you watch our youtube channel this last year and uh he's done a podcast also he's been on here as well he's uh give me your credentials without just without bragging
0: essentially i run customer service for six hour optics
1: customer service yeah
0: but sales support sales support tech services but for the most most part we're Forward facing the customer, so we solve problems. You said senior before something senior. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about that. Something it's important that yeah. got it's, left it's out just there. That kind of word that gets so <laughs> looped in, it's like holy crap, that's a <laughs> magnificently long title. It was good. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, uh, at the time, uh, I, pro- I solve problems.
1: Okay, there you go, problem solver, and <laughs> Craig, <laughs> and um, the other guy we have here is Noah. Actually, he, we've been looking for different cameramen, and anyway, we've had a bunch of people say hey, you need to look at this guy and um noah he's from eugene lives just up the road from us in roseburg and and myrtle point and and um anyway Noah, it's awesome to have you here man
2: yeah i'm glad to be here it's super been awesome to start to work with you guys and fish with you guys and film
1: you've been out on a couple different occasions with us like we so what we do kind of what we kind of do is a working interview so when we start looking at cameramen and um and going through the roles of what needs to be happening as far as production-wise. We'll go through, like, a working interview. What was that like a little bit, I guess, Uh, to explain? We did a steelhead trip.
2: Yeah, I guess I've almost had, like, three now, really. I mean, came down to the office to meet you, Trent, and Cody. So there was that, and then I went up to Portland to hunt with Cody and Eric Strand, which was awesome. And then the first time that I got to truly meet everyone involved you know and people that you guys are around all the time plus the hush guys was the steelhead trip which was just awesome
1: yeah no the fishing was not awesome
2: fishing was not awesome but the trip was awesome
1: Yeah. yeah there you go fishing was it was a little lackluster there not gonna lie but anyway so so yeah let me get back to the whole story of us being out in enterprise and snowy field (laughs) shooting ranges so i'm getting into a little bit of uh shooting i I don't want to say i think it just sounds terrible just saying i'm getting into competition shooting you know because it's not it's not the truth i just want to learn how to be a better shot i want to learn how to execute a better shot and and anyway and i do have a competition coming up in june so (laughs) that is i'm signed up for so i don't want to look like a fool But that doesn't have anything to do with me trying to just become a better shot for game animals, obviously, and stuff like that. So it's uh, one of those full circle deals as far as, hey, if we, you know, when I have a bow in my hand, I'm going to practice all winter, spring, and uh, get ready for the fall season, obviously, for for hunting. and, And I just, I'm treating it the same way as I would if I had a bow in my hand. 100%. That being said, that yeah. being said, arrows aren't that expensive. Ammo right now,
2: <laughs> little just little trying
1: hard to, to come find by. it if you can find it, and then trying to get quantities of it is very tough.
0: So that's where Craig comes in. Yeah, it's a great, <laughs> great resource that you happen to be, uh, you know, a partner of uh, Six Hour. See, it's not terrible and uh, vertically integrated, and it's a beautiful thing that we also produce our own ammo yeah so no so uh, it's a good thing
1: for everybody listening six hour so if you've seen our YouTube stuff uh, great partner of ours and uh, work very closely with we are in the midst of doing some really cool stuff on the gun side of things with six hour but they not only have that obviously it's the six hour optics and that's where Craig comes in he runs the optics department and um, and then the other the other pillar is they have ammo. You
0: have to have those things that go bang and It's
1: throw a not projectile
0: a, downrange. Yeah, it's not a terrible yeah.
1: thing. And let me just be, be honest to everybody listening. It's still just as hard to get ammo from 6 Hour <laughs> as it is from Sportsman's Warehouse or Cabela's. You've got to really pull some strings.
2: But when you get it, it comes in plenty and it's good.
1: Yes. So we had a couple cases today and went out with uh, James Nash. So... Uh, If you ever heard of James Nash, Sixth Ranch Outfitters, he is a guy that lives over here in Enterprise, uh, has a great podcast, uh, just a really wealth of knowledge. And I contacted him because I knew, I mean, I think, honestly, he has two purple hearts, I believe. The guy is a military veteran, uh, amazing individual, uh, seen it all, done it all. And um, I asked him if he would put us through a little shooting school, so a little long-range uh, shooting school. I, I want. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call it long range. I just want to call it like shooting fundamentals. How about that? Oh, well, I think you'd more yeah. call it
0: precision and yeah. being more apt yeah. yeah. uh, th- at. Being I think you can good take, at your craft.
1: Correct. I think you can take long range, and people go, "Oh, f- really?" You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. So yeah, it was more of a precision <clears throat> shooting thing, and and we just went through. I mean, we broke it down to the basics. Wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, 100 percent. And I wouldn't also key on the fact that it's not long-range because um, In this particular tutorial today and James is keen on that is making sure that you know How ethical the shot it is first of all? Yeah, and how your weapon your bullet everything is performing at said distances Yeah, he's he's it was a key point today making sure like don't take a shot that is not necessarily going to be uh, a lethal kill on an animal, one, and two, you need to be making shots that you're comp- confident and comfortable taking yeah. Yeah. in many different conditions in the atmosphere, so to speak, uh, yeah. yet alone being just with your, uh, your equipment.
1: Yeah. Noah, what did you kind of gather from the whole...
2: Yeah. Before I even like get into that thinking about the ethical side of it, it wasn't even only like how far are you accurate out to 90 to a hundred percent of the time. He even broke it down to the exact yardage. Like, Hey, at 480 yards, this exact bullet loses the velocity that it needs to expand and be completely lethal on a deer or an elk. So I thought that was pretty cool too. It wasn't even just about what your effective range is that uh, he broke it down that way. Cause it's, it got to the point where it's like it doesn't even matter if you're shooting a hundred percent at six seven hundred yards if if you don't have the velocity it takes for your bullet to expand on impact then you know it doesn't it doesn't matter anyways what your effective range is, which is totally true. Yeah, no, it was I have never even thought about it that way. You know, and all of
1: us like you know, and I'll, I'll think of some of the shots that I took. You know, I killed a couple deer this last year, and I'm just thinking of you know i don't want to call it luck by any means yeah. but at the same time it's just like you have to ask yourself at some point should i be taking this shot should i not be taking the shot can the rifle do this yeah i can do it can the scope and everything all put together can the bdx system when i was in montana can it do it yeah i'm just clicking a button it's gonna drop exactly yeah. if i've done my homework right if yeah. i have if i have really really trained with that rifle and if i have shot enough rounds out of it and i'm I'm super comfortable in it and then it will do its job but that goes back to the whole fact that you know is it ethical if there's a 10 mile an hour wind which i had in montana i probably had a 20 mile an hour wind and it was like okay yeah and honestly off the bat i'll just be totally honest i'm going to throw myself under a giant moving bus it was I was jacked up, I thought I could, I knew, I've made that shot numerous times in no wind conditions, right? Thank God the deer was facing the right angle where I actually shot and the wind drifted and it hit right in front of the deer. Take that scenario of the deer turned the other way, I hit Mm. that deer in the butt possibly, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's just me being totally transparent.
0: Yeah, and that's a a true real world shooting situation.
1: yeah and so then I was just like what are you doing Trent and then I just held wind shot and the deer you know made it 10 yards and fell over dead but at the same time it's just like those tiny 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 little things like today we had a timeout on the range where I was shooting at 800 I think it was or 7 or 800 and uh, we're shooting and everything and and I was hitting at 7 and then 800 I, I it just was not I just it was like one out of four times I would hit steel, you know, and it was just like, well, I didn't even move my, my, um, my plex, uh, parallax, parallax on the side. I was just like, it's just a dumb thing that I didn't think about at the time because I was too engaged with the shot and too engaged with the trigger pull and too engaged with everything else. And so there's so much where practice comes in a huge factor
0: yes and that's exactly what you were doing and we were there to support you and and uh in the heat of the moment you're not even talking about the increased heart rate and breathing in no. any of that the excitement the animal, of it no. a competitor maybe even some of the competitiveness of it like maybe you already got three tags on your camp and you're like i gotta get this i gotta get this buck down right here and this is i'm really trying to reach out and i'm yeah. maybe not comfortable doing it but i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the trigger yeah uh so it's a real world situation but we were just shooting paper and steel yeah. so we didn't yeah. even have the moment of realization that we're shooting at a breathing animal totally that, true. you know that we're gonna hopefully put on the you know on our dinner table
1: yeah totally true uh, and that's i think what we learn more i think today as far as you know, what is this gun with this barrel, with this caliber, with this yeah. load, what is that going out to, and how far do I feel confident with this?
2: Yeah, it just comes down more to, I mean, even more just knowing your equipment, and just shooting a different gun, shooting a buddy's gun, and you don't you don't know the effective range of that rifle and the load you're shooting, and that's, you know, you end up shooting something where you're still accurate at that range, but you, your bullet doesn't expand, and maybe, you know, you lose an animal that ends up dying, and...
1: Because how many buddies do we have that says, oh, yeah, I got the long-range rifle. You can take it.
2: Yeah, and dials it. it for you and everything. Yeah.
1: how <laughs> I many we've done it. You yeah. Know? Trevor does a lot of long-range stuff. We've had kids kill a lot of different blacktails and stuff at long ranges. and But it's somebody there knowing the gun, having the homework that's been put in. And that's what yeah. I'm trying to get. It's like putting in the homework to be able to feel confident at that shot that I had this last year. Yeah call it lucky, call it whatever. At, if I do that again, it's just like, okay, guys, home run, I got this. You know what I
2: mean?
0: Yeah. Well, 100%. And we saw that also uh, in the fact that you could zero a rifle for yourself, which you did today. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you took off two scopes today and rebounded two scopes today. And you were like, crazy. Two barrels. Like a barrel. lot of us are like, oh my gosh, I got that thing down. Then Don't take that off. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, wham, bam, thank you. This is no done. big deal, and we were I, dialed back in in fifteen minutes was, after Was, was you know, else, ten rounds. Was anybody was like, else
1: doing the same thing? I was like, uh, I thought, hey, I thought it, but did you? Because I, I, I was just like James, because uh, it was James up that we put on. We were hunting, we were yeah. shooting Mills, but anyway, um, oh. other than the BDX system, we'll get into that more. And I'm just like, I was about ready to say, hey, James, let's just keep this on here. Can I take this scope? Yeah. I was honestly, I was like, it was shooting good. Yeah. That gun was shooting really well. And huh? you were really happy with it. I was happy with it. I was like, uh, he's like, okay, now let's take that scope off. Thinking, it's a real, what? it's just, a real feeling. We but, just did a lot of work.
2: Yeah.
0: But the reality is it's also if you know what you're doing and you vet it out yeah. and you take the time to get your system straight, it's not that much work to... No swap one scope for another. On On the same rifle.
2: Yeah.
0: And maybe just change up some ammo. Right. It didn't take that long. Didn't take that long.
2: Well and how comparable the the cross system was is that came off of one of his rifles, you put it on your rifle and first shot out of the gate, you were like two and a half minutes out of zero. It's crazy. And we had that gun zeroed in like less than ten minutes. It was crazy. Yeah. And just completely different rifle that's never touched. I mean I was pretty amazed by that. Were you? I was. I was like well, That's we impressive. didn't we didn't bore sight it or anything. He just threw it on and said, "Okay, shoot a hunter And I was, yeah. you know, like zoomed out the spotter to, <laughs> to get ready for the dirt splash on yeah. the bank, and then you shot like two and a half minutes off.
1: That was pretty crazy. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely you know, and James. He's done a lot. Of, I think he's done a lot of scope changing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he just takes them and changes them like diapers, it looked like. <laughs> I mean, just one after another because he had, like, four scopes there. And I'm thinking, what are you doing with all these things? And they're already yeah. all mounted with rings and everything. And you know, just put them on the rail, <laughs> screw them on tight, 65 pounds of presser, let it rip. I'm going, okay. But that was good to do, I think. And for me, it was. To, to see that, okay, you can sight a gun in within a box of shells and be right in there. Yeah. I don't know, like, if they're, you know, if you're putting the rings on and everything and then bore siding. I think that takes a little bit longer. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that does. But for what we had today, it was pretty streamlined. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, you guys were doing your thing when you're starting to shoot prone and shooting in seated positions and some ne- other things yeah. that are, like, real life, like, this is, like... The moment of truth in a hunting situation. Yeah. You guys were working on that, and I, I was zeroing and mounting my own scope. And I mean, I got that thing dialed in in less than eight rounds. Did and you? And really? I was just doing confirmations of. Yeah. uh, It was a little tough. I was trying to uh, calibrate the muzzle velocity uh, for the BDX system. So let's well, talk let's take data exchange. You know, that, that data exchange. Offices, let's talk about uh, that just a little revolutionary, bit. Revolutionary, uh, you know, brought to the industry, but. Uh, I was pretty much dialed in and done after eight shots, and I was my own spotter. Um, That's impressive. And the only thing a hiccup I had was starting to like try to calibrate that muzzle velocity because uh, they certainly did need a spotter.
1: Because you got to get to range for that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we can we can take a little bit of a step back. I know uh, some of some of the listeners or viewers of uh, Born and Raised, the tribe, so to speak, know what the BDX system is but we can go back to rudimentary if we want or we yeah. can skip ahead I mean
1: no, no 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 let's keep it let's keep it you know let's keep it down to the ele- my level which is okay grade school let's go a little bit above grade school let's go elementary level all right BDX
0: so it stands for ballistic data exchange okay and uh, essentially we are taking a, a custom ballistic Okay. We are programming that into uh, an app right and then at that point we are then exporting that information by using technological devices by pairing and using Bluetooth uh, and being able to sync that up uh, to our rangefinder a our rangefinder essentially becomes our ranging device and becomes our ballistic solving solution And at that point once we have a range uh, distance of our target uh, with our ballistic information um, basically synced to it, it will give us a shooting solution within the horizontal stadia of our reticle. So it gives us basically a illuminated hole point. Um, and it can give some ideas of wind uh, if you so choose. You said stadia, right? So we're talking about... I more. told you all...
1: Yeah, I know. Sorry, I know. I'm sorry. i, was, <laughs> sorry. I like... I
0: Maybe it is. I like the word stadia, but basically, yeah. if you're looking at a, a core four quadrant reticle, so to speak, so basically, you got to all the way across horizontal, you got all the way across from top to bottom on the vertical side. That's your four quadrants. There, we typically would wow. call that a quadplex reticle. Uh, but when I say stadia, there's stadia can be vertical or horizontal, whether you have hash marks or not, or BDC. Points of, you know, uh, ballistic reticle systems. Basically, I mean, when I say stadia, I'm talking about on the true vertical elevation stadia. We can light up an illuminated uh, hole point. I hope we didn't At lose. that yardage. Red dot on the oh, up got it. This should be, I mean, yeah, we might have lost a couple people, but we lost a couple <laughs> people. We're couple putting people, yeah. an illuminated hole point <laughs> on a reticle where the person can aim for the range, elevation, Change okay. based on their ballistics. Perfect. Now we can do that in oh the matter of uh, specific custom loads, but we can also do it in load groupings, so to speak, where it's a, um, like I said, a BDC, and it's just, you could have this lumped in with a 30 out 6 and a 308, and this is your general range with these simple so atmospherics. This is where you want to aim it. Put your aiming point on at 100 and 200 and 300 and 400 and 500. So that's just when we can illuminate five different hold points. So it. lots of different, you know, uh, different features, stuff benefits, that's values. legal. Yeah. So in, 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 in Oregon, we live in Oregon. Yeah, in different states. So that would be legal in Oregon. Um, the range, using a range finder to give you an illuminated hold and yeah. uh, communicate with the scope, currently. It's not legal in Oregon or is it or Idaho legal in Idaho but yeah. the other 48 continental
2: you know so it's 100%. legal in Washington 100 percent. Oh today
0: today yeah uh, you never know what's going to happen with So you know, regulations, but so erase
1: all that erase the um, as far as the reticle illuminated reticle moving to where you want to shoot at the range that you want to shoot at that yep. connects to your um, connects to your rangefinder. Today we use the BDX app anyway, as far as as far as without totally, I mean totally legal in Oregon, we just use the app to uh, calculate everything from temperature to velocity to all that
0: stuff just to tell us the mills to hold. You're correct, and I, I commend you for bringing that up because that's 100 percent what we did. Yeah, uh, we use the BDX app, the ballistic data exchange app uh, by Six Hour, and we built a custom. Gun profile within that app, yep, and we paired it with our Kilo three thousand BDX range finder, in which you can use. You can pair that with any Sig uh, BDX compatible range finder, whether it's a handheld or or a binocular. Yeah, and uh, we did do that, and so then we were getting our elevation adjustments based on what we inputted in for our ballistics, and there was some wind at play. Uh, totally different conversation but there's a little bit a little bit of uh, you know understanding behind that what what we can do with the windage Uh, but using a couple different atmospherics as far as as far as elevation and uh, temperature and it gave us that whole point where you Trent were then using our tango 6 uh, scope and you were manually you were doing two different methods you were either either dialing up turrets correct with a zero stop system where you could dial up and come back down to zero and it's going to stop uh or you were simply within that probably i think the 400 yard and in i was doing 300 uh, 300 yards you were simply just using that reticle yes milling reticle in first focal plane to be able to say oh i need to come up this certain amount of distance within these hash marks within the the reticle um stadia's and i mean i'd have to say for a, a user that hadn't had any experience until this morning you picked up on it real quick it was what what the benefit was yeah to be able to quick target acquisition uh talking point like how much you needed to adjust for elevation or windage using your right. tick marks so right. to speak and you were down in and you were taking a shot within like seconds.
1: Yeah. And it would
0: have been lethal dead, like animals not getting away.
1: It was impressive how, how the system worked as far as um, the scope reticle, right? So it's looking at, you know, you're looking at hash marks, which are one mil, two mil, three mil, and that's what broke it down to, to the easiest side of things. It's like, okay, three, 300 yards, I'm holding three mil, let it rip, you know? So that you could actually, you could engage the target so much faster rather than, okay, let's dial to three, get back in the gun, and rather than just saying, okay, that ram up there, you know, because we had some steel plates that were shaped as rams or shaped as whatever, coyotes or whatever, and so he, the ram, all right, 300 yards, um, and, get you know, shoot that target, and then it would be not timed, but at the same time, you want to use, you know, you want to get on the, on the target as fast as you can, and that was the easiest way to do it not not dialing just hold mills boom and shoot there's already a crosshairs there
0: yeah and why not use that time that we were doing this and use it as a tutorial yeah so it's a dual purpose uh, scope for the, that point but yeah again just using ballistic data exchange as the vector of information to be able to give you your whole points
1: huge help huge help right.
0: Um, and then
1: after that, we screwed back on uh, <laughs> underneath. <laughs> Besides our better judgment, yeah, James is like, well, okay, time to take the scope off. I'm thinking, but it's dialed. We, we, we shot numerous rounds at long range. And anyway, and so we took the scope off, put the BDX back on within, I would say what? Realistically 13 shells.
0: Yeah, well, we had to do muzzle muzzle velocity calibration again, and yeah, just make we sure had to really it
1: calibrate forward. it back again. But we had that thing shooting, but lights out. But and again, took it
0: out to range. But again, what was interesting was it was basically we left we left the scope and rings when we dismounted that from James' rifle, correct? And we literally put it onto your rifle, which the cross we were shooting cross rifles today, which yes. we can go and a three in a three totally, in totally into it different deep dive here but yeah the fact of the matter that we could essentially take that scope in that ring setup on a picatinny rail, full rail system and essentially set it in the exact same picatinny slot that james had on his cross because the f- reality is the cross adjustable butt plate is in play there so the eye relief is essentially the whole margin of error and eye relief taken out of the equation. Is taken out of the equation. Yeah. And you were yeah. able to control that based on That's true. a different adjustability of the cross butt plate. Right. Whole nother different conversation, which we we can talk about. But I don't want that was just a certainly a We've got three people left on here. I don't wanna certainly a <laughs> <kidding>. key feature <laughs> in a absolute home run benefit. Yeah. No. If you're using a cross rifle. Correct. Uh, but Especially rep- going
1: from cross to cross.
0: And, and uh, you know, what's funny is we didn't even really key in on that much until uh, James's acquaintance, show came out and wanted to give us some shooting technique tips and some other yeah. things to yeah. think about. And he totally commented on that, about it's not that big of a deal if you guys got similar eye relief or adjustable stock uh, adjustments. To be able to just take one off and one off, one off, and mount it on a new rifle because you're going to be really close. Uh, and as we all saw, I mean, we had very minimal adjustment. Yeah. And I think as Joe would say, it was like you're going to probably no more than two MOA adjustment, which is nothing, nothing yeah. in the world of trying to you know zero your rifle so out yeah. of the box. Yeah. And so what we're getting at is we went
1: through. A <laughs> boatload. How many shells did we shoot today? A lot. And
0: probably I don't know, three hundred. Yeah, a few. Four hundred. Yeah, a couple cases. Yeah, my shoulders got some color on it. Yeah, it
1: was well deserved. I'm a sissy, but it is I what it is. It, it is what it is. You just got your,
0: your
2: shoulders not calloused. <laughs> what are you
1: talking about? I'm calloused. I need to work that into yeah. it. Yeah, you I will soon when I get there uh go ahead no what was that oh,
2: i was gonna make a point that trent probably shot 95 percent well of yeah. all the shells
1: and that's the whole thing is i, well, I wanted to come for. into this thing like I, I talked to james and i i just wanted to be uh more than anything i just wanted to be humble about it and say hey man i'm not uh i'm not a, a long-range shooter i've sh- i've shot a lot of different guns i've shot you know long range if you will in the past with trevor trevor's He's uh, he, Trevor's a great shot and he knows his guns really well, but there's, there's so much more I could learn, you know? So that's why I came out here doing, and I just threw my hands up and said, try to
0: teach me. So now you're not only a better shot than Trevor, but you're probably smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, Greg, that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred
1: percent. That's just kidding. Oh man. So anyway, so the plan for tomorrow. Is to get up and go and shoot some more video. We're gonna do some more. We're gonna we're gonna bring about I don't know how many videos. What what do you think, Noah? We got for videos today?
2: Uh, as far as like smaller instructional videos on just form stuff and everything in between from what it is shooting out of a cold barrel and a cold dirty barrel and everything <laughs> yeah, was else. A lot covered. We'll probably have three to six yeah. shorter instructional videos and then hopefully some some instagram facebook feed content for you guys tomorrow just some uh you'll just get to see us play around hopefully at the range and apply everything that that we got to learn today
1: no it's some good stuff i mean it was uh super informational and um like i said there may be stuff that if you guys watch this that you'll go oh i've been doing that for years well that's cool I, i think it's awesome It's just, we wanted to go from start to finish. We wanted to take it from the broken down version of, how do you shoot prone? What's the best way to do that? How do you go about it? To all the way to, let's air this out to 800 yards and start smacking some steel.
2: I I didn't even know that I didn't know how to shoot prone as far as the way they taught it. Yeah. And just from being angled away from the gun versus being straight behind it and your spine being aligned. um, I didn't realize the reason what the reason for that was and that's just so that you can get back in the scope quicker and it's not necessarily just an accuracy thing because a lot of guys still shoot angled but the ability to get back in the scope quicker when you're right behind the gun is I mean you saw a big difference with it once he showed you that like just in one day you're able to track your own shots which is something you couldn't do before no no and I I can't do and so I'm kind of excited to get back and try that
0: we're going to do that tomorrow Yeah. yeah Yeah. I mean who who thought we would have heard multiple terms of bone structure and being in a athletic position while shooting. Yeah. I mean there was multiple Yeah. multiple of moments of that and it was from not only from James but it also came into play when Joe came in. Yeah. And uh I mean I may not have been that you know sophisticated my turns but i threw in a couple jams gold nuggets here and there but definitely james and joe were speaking the knowledge i mean it was yeah. like the, i i mean i've been sh- shooting now with sig for a few years and also growing up in the woods but i i learned i learned a few things today good and it's valuable and i think that's what doing things like what we did today yeah. is super valuable and then allowing us to be able to put this into an airwave where your audience now can hear this. It's yeah. like, it's kind of like those ding dong mo. It's like, oh my gosh. Like either A, they've been doing that for years and they didn't realize what, why they were doing it or it's like, oh, that makes, a total, that makes a total bunch of sense.
1: And I think it's super important. And I've really tried to this last just few years, really try to check myself as far as, you know what? I don't know everything. I, I'm not a professional shooter, I'm, I can't shoot a bow professionally, I can't, I've can't. i done it for a long time and we've been successful at it, but do I really know the mechanics and what it takes and break it down and everything? No, I probably don't. And so to really check your ego at the door, and I would recommend this for anybody if you want to get really good at a craft, check your ego at the door and just, just take a bite of humble pie and be like, let's just please teach me. and. No matter what you take, like you were just talking, Craig, a little gem from here and a little gem from there and a little, you know, and you're going to put that stuff, all that stuff that you learned together into being actually, you know, worth reckoning, right? So that's what I've just learned more than anything is like, you know, right off the bat, James is just like, uh, yeah, you got that bipod on your gun. Take that thing off right now. Like, uh, that goes against every single every single thing.
2: I thought that was all I needed. Yeah. I was just like this
1: bipod. I thought that's what I had. That's what I needed. I got this, you know, but at the same time, it's just like, that's his way of teaching. That's his way of, of, of learning as far as that goes. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Rip that bipod right off. Didn't argue a bit. I was just like, okay, if I want to put that on later, I can put that on later. I can use it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, this was his teaching. This was his school of thought. And that's where I wanted to learn from everything about that, now the next guy that I talk to, he might say, what are you doing without a bipod? We need a <laughs> bipod on there. Okay, well, let's put a bipod on there. And so we'll put that on
0: there, and then I'll learn, you know, and I'll see all these different kind of things. Go ahead, Craig, you have something? I think the, the moment of value in what James was speaking, as a, as abrupt it was to you at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> It, yes, Humble-fied. was his comment was you're gonna more be more apt at of shooting off your pack. day pack in a real life situation yeah. than you are having to be able to shoot off of correct. an unlevel earth off of a bipod correct yeah and he had a hundred he was a hundred percent accurate by that statement
2: but was, not
0: being comfortable with what he was saying. It was a shock, but um, I think you were... But but right. what? But his training. But Go his ahead. teaching technique. Well, the way he instructed you and us today was, we saw the, benefit, hell of a lot more benefits of using a pack versus being stuck to a bipod. Now you might in the future just have your bipod on there, and you could shoot bipod on collapsed. Not sure that out, would be my off rebuttal of pa- off a of pack, so that would just be just having it on there, correct? So just in case you needed it,
1: and that would have been my rebuttal is like, Well, so it doesn't hurt anything, yeah, it's a couple extra ounces, obviously, for well, weight. That,
0: that magpole one you had on there, it's like nothing, yeah, those They're are awesome, very minimal weight. But
1: what I'm saying is just like, So if I needed it, I had it but if I didn't need it, I didn't have to use it, you know? So that was my rebuttal at the time, but at the same time, I'm just like, this is your school, this is what you are training, and this is what I'm gonna do. And so, and we did, and I learned from it, I really did. Will I carry a bipod in the future? I don't know, I'm not sure. I wanna wanna like work and train with either or, and, um, but no, that's the whole thing as far as just going, okay, just submitting and saying, this is what you're teaching me. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Well, that's Good. a lot like what you're talking about. Just like uh, set aside your own personal thoughts going into it and your own feelings or, or, you know, point of view and just say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to take some key points away from this. I'm going to learn yeah. things and I'm probably going to break many ha- many bad habits that that I have, have that I acquired. don't know that I have. Right. Because it's just. You know, I've adapted and it's just how why not be more efficient with my shooting skills because I've got better skills.
1: hundred percent. That's the whole thing is like any gym that you can take
0: Yeah gather. I'm right there. Gather it up. Hundred percent. Take it take a take a it oil tank in there. Get I mean, it while it's hot, we call it. Get it while it's hot. There sounds like go. a good sounds like a good T-shirt. So <laughs> oh, we're back we're, to the t-shirt. We've been talking about
1: this.
2: The oh, last man. two days. Yeah, this
1: is a podcast going out to millions. Okay, we got to be careful. Yeah, they're going to take our ideas, I'm released yeah. ideas, yeah, copyright. that <laughs> All right. Um, anything closing arguments? Uh,
0: no, I think I'm good. It's just all about let's do takeaways th- from today. Go I ahead. think okay. uh, I be know. open-minded. Go into any situation that you want to learn x amount of items uh speak up when you feel like you need to speak up uh be respectful of that obviously when there's maybe a misstep in information uh just that's a just genuine takeaway just running your life or business or whatever mm-hmm. uh interpersonal communication um i think uh do the right thing and agreed if you're if you want to to be able to put animals on the table, even if you're shooting paper or steel targets, think of it as a real-life situation. This is why I'm training, not that you're just out banging a 24-inch target because oh that was cool, I hit it. Like it does sound yeah, cool. it's cool as hell. I'm like holy crap, and there was a young kid. Down the range from us today. That was super fun listening to him talk. Like yeah. he was with his grandpa, and it was just like that I mean, it was so special. I was smiling the whole time, and like his grandpa just high five. Grandpa, him. you missed it. Did you hear that, Grandpa? Hit that target. <laughs> was, you missed it. That was awesome. But who knows where he was hitting it on the target when it's so big? So yeah. that's a little bit of what we're talking about. Like we're trying to put it in that kill zone. Correct. So Dance. keep that Dance. in perspective when you're at the paper slash steel range. Yeah, you be realistic. Why you there? Uh, if you want to get better for shooting animals ethically and lethal uh, in a lethal manner. That's what you want to do. You want to put it in that that ten inch zone, at whatever distance you're shooting. Hundred percent. Noah, takeaways.
2: Um, I learned a lot of the basics today that like I kind of feel like I skipped over fundamentally when I first started to get into long range shooting a couple of years ago. I felt like I needed to know all the science and how to dial and how to be exact on all of that and that's what it took to be good and accurate and I think if anything I learned today was just to, that those guys almost, they relied so heavily on form and fundamentals and if anything it was a little less on what to dial and, yeah. and it was yeah. like was a couple of times oh, it was like a, couple, you know, it was a quarter mil off, whatever, half a mil off whatever, but it was just all mechanics and they weren't worried about You know for me like sometimes I'll throw shots and I'm just you know constantly chasing it with the dial and wondering what I'm doing wrong what calculations wrong and seeing those guys shoot accurately and focus on the fundamentals of it I once again I'm just excited to get behind the gun and see you know if that closes up and it wasn't uh, a calculation or a load thing that I that I was putting it on and it was more just fundamentals that I that I didn't realize I didn't know
1: yeah I would agree No, I mean, I guess my takeaway is to close it off with is um, no matter how much skill that you have and no matter how many shots you've spent behind the gun or, and I'm just going to break this down actually into anything in life, you know, whether how, you know, how much business savvy that you might be or, or whatever it comes down to as far as don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to break it down back to the fundamentals that we talked about and take a little bite of humble pie and just say, you know what? I can guarantee that I'm going to bring something away from this. Whether it's the same thing that I even teach in my own class, whatever it may be, guess what? I'm going to bring something away from this. And every single time that you do that, I promise that you will. You will bring something away from it. I really do believe it. So, guys, Thank you so much for this one. Um, Tomorrow's a new day. Let's go burn some ammo. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.